This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. All right, Brian, let's take a look at these Los Angeles Rams, the three and four Rams. Uh, Would you rather start on the offensive or defensive side of the ball? I will say that was the the good thing about getting the opportunity to kind of have a week off from uh, the Cowboys was when the Rams game was on. I was like, oh, this will be great. I can sit here and get a head start on the Rams. I can watch the TV copy of them play the Steelers, uh, a game that got away from them. Saw our old friend Brett Maher, uh, unfortunately, (laughs) had that man, that guy. I feel so bad for him because he is yeah. he is one of the you want to just talk about natural talents at kicker. He's got so much ability as a kicker to right. to be a real weapon for you. He just he needs the best sports psychologist in the country because he will he will go through some lows, man. But he will, he will go with some lows. No he question. is he is no longer with the Rams. Uh, Brian, let's start on the offensive side of the ball with the Rams, because uh, I, I mean, that's what everybody has known them for over the years is is being a really high powered offense. Sean McVay being the uh the king of 11 personnel uh that's that that's a guy who three receivers a tight end and a running back going back to really when the rams started first having success with him he has been at the very top i mean 90 plus percent for years of 11 personnel that that's actually the way it's that he the number is 93 percent right 93 now. this year see again you want to be technical yeah they're they're a uh they're a team that as you mentioned they're going to get in a lot of 11 personnel and uh, I, I, the number is 93, um, where they're also one of those teams that when you when you watch them play, there's like they're, the, the combinations of the routes that they throw, when you start to talk about in-breaking routes and out-breaking routes, it's kind of a, it's a really a pretty, pretty close. Uh, when it comes to, you know, you get 39% of their offense are in breaking routes. And those are the routes that I'm worried about that, that you know, that uh, uh, Gallimore is going to have to face. And when you look at the Gilmore, uh, excuse me, Gilmore, when, yeah, Gilmore, when you, in you, when you look at those routes, those in breaking ones, I think they're really the most talented part of this uh, Rams offense is the wide receivers. When you start to talk about Cooper Cup, who's come back from the hamstring injury, uh, you know, uh, Puka Nakua, uh, you know, with what he's been able to do. I mean, he looks like an absolute steal uh, the way that they've got him involved. Brian, then, he has my favorite stat of the NFL this season is that Puka Nakua's career high in receptions at college was 48. He yeah. has 58 catches already yeah, this year. Pretty crazy. But they've also got a guy in 2-2 Atwell. That's a yeah. pretty good player for them. So they've got three wide receivers that you now have to deal with and then throw in Higby, the tight end. It's it's a group that's going to it's going to stress you out a little bit. And that's where I feel like that, you know, the Cowboys have got to be ready for, you know, and, and using these games you play the Rams, the first name you talk about is Cooper Cup, but it's he's kind of in a mix of guys now. But the, the thing about Cooper Cup is he's going to line up in a lot of different spots and they're going to drag him. They're going to, they're going to, uh, 
Uh, they're going to, you know, th- throw the ball to him quick. They're going to throw me out. But it's really, really funny because if you're one of those guys that really believe in analytics or gals that believe in the analytics, it's it's so funny to see that like the majority of his targets come from the slot, but the majority of his receptions come from the outside. So yeah. it's it's kind of a it's kind of a you know they throw the ball to him quite in the quite a bit in the slot, but when you when you when you break it all down, the majority of his receptions are when he plays on the outside. He's more so efficient there. Yeah, more efficient, much more efficient there. But and that's where. Uh, like I say, where Nakua, where he's come in and he's been able to, I mean, this guy gets some serious separation when you watch him run routes. Yeah. He's got quickness. Uh, he's got balance. He's got agility. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the best on the Rams roster when it comes to getting separation routes. And the metrics will tell you it's about, it's damn near, you know, four yards of separation. It's like, you know, 3.6 if you're going to round up. But, you know, you three three 3.6 yards of separation, that's pretty significant right there. That's a good – that's that presents a good target uh, to, you know, Matthew Stafford to have to throw to in this game. And Stafford, really quickly, as, as we start to get in on, on that side – I'll fully admit, I've never been as big a fan of Stafford as as some other people have. I've always thought that, I, I mean, he's a good player. I've just, I've never thought he was, you know, top, significantly high in the top 10. He, he was, was always on the edge for me. He was, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, Bobby, but when you talked about him on the radio and you start talking about the top, say, 10 quarterbacks, 12 quarterbacks, it was always like, I remember back in the day, it was, Manning, like Eli Manning, Dak, uh, Kirk Cousins, and then Stafford. And then Stafford won the Super Bowl, and it kind of elevated him above, you know, he went from being like the 11th best quarterback to being, you know, the the eighth best quarterback. Stafford, yeah. He was, was was, there was a lot of the questions about him at Detroit. The toughness, everything about it was great. The arm talent, great. Throwing at different platforms, great. All that stuff. You know, he's just when's he gonna win? You know, and then he wins at the Super Bowl, and then we all kind of have a different opinion of him as a player going forward. He he's to me the comparison I've always made, which uh the fans of Stafford hate and think is disrespectful, but I mean it in a complimentary way. Uh he is a he is a more advanced version of Jameis Winston to me. That that that's the way that he looks. He's he's. I'd a, hate you too if I was thinking about him. If I was a fan. I mean, of Jameis Winston. We all talk about a guy who had incredible arm talent and could do some ridiculous things with ball placement. I think just but made off. But but do you throw interceptions? Consistently made like, awful decisions. Yeah, Stafford yeah. makes slightly better decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's he's better with his placement. But I, I think that Jameis Winston was just. A, a few steps of efficiency away from being a really good quarterback. It just it never clicked for him there. So never that's what you get with Stafford. But I will say this. I had thought Stafford was done based on what we saw last year and when you heard some of the stuff. Yeah. I'll say this. He's he's not always been helped out. Um, I mean, I mean, the receivers have helped. It's been tough at times in terms of the pass protection. But I'll say this is that he looks better right now than I ever would have imagined he was going to look at the beginning of the year. I think he he still has stuff left in the tank. He's still a good player. Yeah, he the thing about the thing about him though is that he last year he had to deal with a concussion 
And then he also dealt with that spinal cord contusion that knocked him out week 14. That was it. They completely shut him down. And then, you know, he's, he's been reasonably healthy. He did suffer a little bit of a hip problem in the week four game against the Colts, mm-hmm. but was able to finish the game. I, I, I'd say the one thing about Matthew Stafford, they're, they're, I don't, to call roll for the toughest quarterbacks in the league, there ain't a there ain't a long long list of guys, but he he's in that group. You know, when you start talking about this the 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 sheer willingness to play, being banged up and getting hit, he is one of those guys that just keeps coming back for more and more and more. And his tackles, I. He's he's got, he's right at the top. Of, if you're going to tell when I think tough the toughest quarterbacks in the two, league, he's one of they're, they're the two guys I think. Of, when I think of the trait toughness at the quarterback yeah. position, well, it's three. When I think of toughness at the quarterback position, three guys come to mind for me. It's Josh Allen, it's Daniel Jones, and it's Stafford. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's completely fair. But you know they've had some problems. We had Demarco Far on today. You know who does the radio for the Rams. And he was talking about like some positivity about the Rams offensive line. I like the guards. The I guard, do like the guards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Avia is, I mean, you know, with Avila, right? Is that how you say that? Avila? Uh, it's Steve Avila. Avila? Avila. Avila. Yeah. I thought I thought I heard it pronounced Avila. Maybe. I don't know. I yeah, know I, I know I, it is. I, I know I, it is. I, I, Avila. I, I think it's that. If you look at it phonetic, it's A H V E. Then let's go Avila. Avila, Avila. like like, like yeah. the old uh, catcher yeah. for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. Come on, man, don't mess me up. But anyway, you were saying Avila. I didn't mess you. No, up. I didn't say Avila. I said Avila. Is what I said. <laughs> I'm but gonna anyway, rewind this. Later. The kids from the kids from TCU. He's a local kid. He's a mauler. Yeah, and he is Arlington, Texas. So good for him on a homecoming game. But he, I think he's their best player. Now, when it comes to that offensive line. I they, like Dotson. I think Kevin Dotson's a good player. Dotson, Dotson I think, is good, too. I, I mean, they trade for him. He looks like he's got, he's got toughness. He looks like he's got the ability to move. Uh, I, you know, The second-level stuff, the scoops, the reach, I think is good. I kind of feel like that you can maybe take advantage of him a little bit. I feel he, like you could take advantage of him some. He can way. at times be a little heavy footed. I, I think that that's, there are, yeah. that, that that's, the, and that's honestly, that's the case with uh, Avila too. Yeah. That, that he's going to have that same sort of thing. They're both, they, they've got a little bit of cement shoes going here, but I do think that those guards so often in the NFL these days, it feels like we're talking about, Hey, you, you can, they're really vulnerable on the interior yeah. and, and that's yeah. where you can have some success. It's different here where I think the guards are better than their tackles. And and I think yeah. that that's something that they they should be able. I think look both these tackles. I feel like this could be a big day for the Cowboys to execute some inside moves with their rushers. Like yep. if you can kind of set things up, and then you can do that Euro step inside, or you could do yep. you know those inside swims. You well, might that's be what the Rams are going to do on defense. Get ready for that. They're going to twist you up front. There's a lot oh, of yeah. movement. Yeah, there's a lot of movement from that Ram defensive front. The I didn't, slants the twists. That's the thing. That's those twist games. The Cowboys have had some problems in that twist game. I didn't. I didn't happen to notice it this time. So I because mm. I, I mean I was doing study, but I didn't notice that this particular aspect of. It. But I do remember this: that in 2018, leading up to the Cowboys playing them, they did have an alignment tell that I had noticed when I was studying things, and it was 
when Donald was in four eye. Every yeah. single time he was in four eye, he was twist. coming on a twist every, every, every single si- time. Oh no, they'll line him up wide to move him to keep him from getting the. I I don't know. In your study, did you see him? He was getting like double and triple team by Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, they'll, it was, and they'll move him. They will line. They will do they, all yeah. sorts of different. This is. You remember we're talking about San Francisco. We said they stay in their alignments. They right, don't move. Right. Rams are different. Donald no. is going to be in a yeah. different alignment every single time. But we were talking about the offensive line. I I do think that Jackson. And then and Alaric then Jackson, yeah. And yeah, and then Haverstein. I think those guys, that's where I kind of I, spe- I see DeMarco was talking about he felt like that Jackson was playing well for them at left tackle. I did not see that. I didn't I did not see that either. I, I, I think that was one of those if there was a guy to really take advantage of, the left tackle seemed like the guy. That would be the Cowboys right defensive end is what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts what that would be yeah so that uh, there's there's going to be some opportunity to take advantage of things in the past rush this is a rams team and so sean McVay, he's not ever really been a huge fan of running the ball um and, and they don't do it particularly effective i i don't think this is basically going to be about how well are you going to be able to cover their three receivers and their tight end in the passing game and stafford's going to try and beat you with his arm you've got to beat him to the throw you've got to be able yeah. to rush him and i think that's important let's quickly take a look at the defense before yeah. we uh actually pick the game here brian uh this is a a you know surprisingly enough it's a a pretty solid pass defense unit um i believe yeah, they the, are the corners are actually pretty good i think yeah yeah, go ahead and, and jump in on the course because they have been uh, this year. They've allowed four passing touchdowns. That's yeah. the fewest in the NFL. So they've been really effective at in terms of not allowing teams to score on them via the pass. And they've, you know, for a lot of the year, had a top half of the league pass yeah. defense, which hasn't always been the case for them. They still at times have some trouble, um, you know, with their run defense being efficient in that front. They, they've been gashed at times in mm-hmm. that, you know, they, there's times where you can take advantage of that. But the pass defense has not been bad. Um, no. it, it's something that is, is pretty good. And that obviously comes with Donald rushing the passer, right? Uh, Byron young, one of the biggest Byron young in the draft. talk about Byron young. That yeah. Byron young is an athletic freak. He was, when I was asking, uh, folks around the league leading up to the combine. Yeah. Hey, who's, uh, who's one of the guys that you think could really blow this thing up. Byron young's name came up several times. He is an absolute freak out of Tennessee and he's been a good player for them so far. they, they can, you know, do some damage. They can generate some pressure with the pass rush. They've got a a solid secondary there. Um, there might be some difficulty passing the ball for the Cowboys in this game. Yeah, I I think so too. And I, you know, if you you look at the, you mentioned the pass rush with Donald Young. I I really like him. They they have another. Uh, they have you know they play like that three four front. So they have guys that are like edges that really are rushers that are outside linebackers yep this michael hoyt is one that that to me i he it young leads the team in sacks mm-hmm. he's got three 
And and then and then you look at the and you look at the others, you know, with with what with with Donald, he's got two and a half. And then this Hoyt Hoyt gave Pittsburgh all he can, all they can handle mm-hmm. the other day watching him play. You know, and he's one of these guys that's like he's kind of a long, rangy guy, but he's carrying 310 pounds. So he's kind of like listed as an outside linebacker. But he plays as a as an edge. Yeah. So you know he was great against the Steelers. He forced a fumble. He had two sacks. I mean, he might not be the most athletic edge, but he just never gives up on a play. And they asked him to drop into coverage a couple, and he just that was that's just not his game. No, no, he has. Now that's the thing. That was one of the things that I did notice. I, I mean, it's yeah. not something that I would routinely no, ask him to. Absolutely but, not. but he has had to drop in coverage a few times, and he's yeah. been bad in coverage yeah, that, that has it, not been good that has but, not been you know, good they, they do have some they do have some athletes there who can you know we already talked about young there's yeah. donald there's what the, the other guy there that and he doesn't play a ton but he's definitely in the rotation but a guy that i remember studying at AM and saw the athleticism and i think you can still see it now bobby brown's not a bad player i don't know i think he's a good player not so they've, they've got some guys in the defense front i know you're excited about the corners um and and not all of them at all times. I mean, Kobe. Durant, I don't. I, I, think I think the nickel. Little, little, I don't like the nickel. I, Durant, I, I just, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Witherspoon and Kendrick, I think, are good, and mm-hmm. it's it's really fifty fifty throwing the ball against them. Uh, you know, and they play so much damn zone. You know, you would think that like, oh, Dak usually eats zone up. We go back to the Jets game. You know, and how much zone they played in that game. He just completely ate. The Jets and the Jets had two pretty good corners in that game. Yeah, but uh, the, the Witherspoon and Kendrick, I think Kendrick in Georgia was like a man corner in college, and he looks like he's adapted pretty much to how much zone he's having to play. So yeah. I, I, I just I would be careful. But Colby, uh, Kobe Durant is the nickel, and he's a slight built guy, and I mean a slight kind of thin, smallish. Yep. Super quick, super quick feet. But teams have had some success throwing the ball against him. So I wonder, is it going to be Cooks? Is it going to be Lamb? You know, if you really don't want to mess with the outside, maybe the inside is the way to go on some of these plays until they kind of, you know, figure out what they need to do on the outside. Did you think at all, and I agree, I think Witherspoon and Kendrick are both uh, have been really solid for them. Mm-hmm. Did you think with Witherspoon at all, did you see anything? Because I think the, the one of the ways you might be able to take advantage of some vulnerability here is that if you can get him to turn his hips one way, you're trying to go back there. I think it's hard for him to flip the other direction. And, and yeah. he, there's he, some he, stiffness there at times, it looks like. Yeah, he, you know, but the thing about him, man, I mean, he... He's, he's got, big. He's a big he's corner. Big, yeah. The the height, the length. I think he's got some speed to him, and I think he's kind of a patient player. I think he's got a kind of a balance of being patient, but being a little bit aggressive is when he. I needs think, I think to he's be. got some good straight line speed. It's more the change yeah. of direction stuff. I don't think yeah. is always so fluid well, with him. Kendrick Kendrick is the better athlete of the two. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, it's just I think if you if you want to do something, if you tried to run a a sluggo or you tried to do some stuff where it's just you know, okay, sluggo again, st- yeah. yeah, you stem him outside, you come back in, whatever. Yeah. I think you might be able to get some separation there, but I do think that Witherspoon and Kendrick both good players. Yeah, if you if you can get Durant in the nickel on CD Lamb, that's something that you might be able to take advantage of. And then real quick though, uh, Ernest Jones I think is the best linebacker they have. He leads the team in tackles. Uh, kind of a sideline to sideline guy when you watch him. Uh, he, see, he sees everything well. He sees he things he, quick. He's really good with his hands. He can be physical. And, you know, when they start to talk about push, pull a guy, and to shed blockers, he, he's that type of guy. Absolutely. All right, so quick pick for the game for you, Brian. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, uh, I took Dallas in this one 28-20 is what I I, I feel like that maybe – uh, I think it's going to be maybe it'll even be closer than that. It might be a three-point game, but I kind of feel like Dallas. Dallas plays very well at home. Early game for the Rams. Uh, the Rams shouldn't have lost to the Steelers last week, but they did. Dallas is kind of the fresher team right now. I, I hope they don't come out flat. 28-20 Dallas over the Rams. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Dallas, like you mentioned, at home. Um, Dak Prescott at home with the Cowboys. A, they don't lose very often. B, they score a lot typically yeah. when they're at home. Um, and so even though I think that there are going to be some challenges at times for the secondary, I think the Cowboys are going to be able to get some things going. Now, obviously, it matters if Tyron Smith's going to be in there versus Adoga. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you look at what Matthew Stafford and the receivers might be able to do, but I'm going to take Dallas in this one. I got Dallas uh, 27-24. Uh, so there you go. You guys can keep receipts on us to see if uh, we're yeah. done or not. So mm-hmm. you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.